listener production. Stand by for 20 minutes free from news, weather, work and anything related to responsible adulting. Just enough. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Overheard in Ballina over the Christmas holidays, Alex Dyson, between two kids telling some knock-knock jokes. I wondered where you got your stand-up material from. <laughs> Eavesdropping on knock-knock jokes. Yep, often have the uh, the cup with the string attached to it held up to the local primary school there, just <laughs> listening in. Not creepy at all. Um, <laughs> knock, knock. Who's there? Europe. Europe who? <laughs> but see, the problem with this joke yeah, is... Yeah, you're a poo. I'm the poo. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the joke should have been... Like, I was listening to it and I was like, that's quite funny when I'm not the one telling it. I map. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. IMAP. That's what I you map need to poo. be saying. Ha ha. You are a poo. That's, yeah. Yeah. Good. You should have tapped him on the shoulder and go, actually, guys, I won Best Newcomer at the Melbourne International <laughs> Comedy Festival 2007. And the best way to do that joke, to ensure that the victim is uh, fully yeah. uh, realised, is to say IMAP. Yeah. And do you know what they both would have said? They would have said, you're a poo. And then they would have walked <laughs> off. And I was like, okay, thanks, kids. Bye. Um, look, we got a massive show for you today that is Sans Knock Knock Jokes, but there are some very fine moments indeed. We're going to be blowing your mind. Speaking of knock knocks. What? You had made an interesting knock knock at the door. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, I got a friend who uh, had an interesting visitor pop by, asked something that made, it was very, very telling of them. They got told on by their behaviour. It was quite funny, so I'll dive into that very shortly. We'll be blowing your mind, and comedian David Quirk will be joining us as well. It should be fun. Let's get amongst it. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Did we get slapped with the cold, hard handkerchief of reality, Alex Dyson? No, I said my dad referred to it as the wet squid of reality. <laughs> yeah, well, because those tentacles love to sucker onto the cheekbones. Well, some I didn't realise in Brisbane that, but they've got extra big recycling bins. Any particular reason? I don't know, but um, let's just say I've been using all of that extra room. Well, it's a big clanky summer after <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> The neighbors. I had people over, thank you very much. It wasn't just me. I've been, I've been hosting guests across Christmas. Oh, yes, I'm sure it was. And um, so they've got these massive recycling bins in Brisbane. You can order them from the council. They're like, genuinely, they're huge. When I first saw it, I was like, what is this? Like, I thought my eyes were deceiving me. Mm -hmm. But um, I was talking about it with some friends and they said, oh, yeah, absolutely. Like the yellow recycling bin here in Brizzy seems to be a bit of a phenomenon going on. And it happens all around Australia. Thankfully, now that the focus on recycling has grown and the availability to cash in your cans. Oh, yes. For, you know, 10 cents per item in your local uh, cash collection centers. But um, our friends of ours were saying that, you know, around their neighborhood, it's not uncommon at all for people to, you know, just on the, the night before bin day, they go getting some of that paper. Go around, open up the lid, take out a few yeah. cans and bottles and do that for a street. That's yeah. that's cold, hard cash. Exactly. Right. And so, you know, in particular, our, um, my friends are saying that there's one person that regularly goes around their street and does it mm -hmm. and collects their cans and stuff like that. And these friends of mine, they are, they are young couple, no kids. They enjoy their food and beverage. <laughs> sure. Anyway, so much to the point that um, one day they were 
they were a little bit late to put their bin out. They got the knock on the door. <laughs> what? <laughs> From the local can collector person that goes around. The pre-collector collector. <laughs> yeah, and um, and the person was like, hey, uh, just wondering, are you guys, when are you guys going to put your bin out? It's just, it's usually very full, that's all. I just <laughs> really. <laughs> Pretty lucrative. <laughs> yeah, I don't exactly. want to miss it by, tw- by two hours or something. <laughs> So let's say they felt very seen in that moment there. That was. That's one of the weirdest knocks at the door you could get, honestly. Hey, are you going to put that thing out? It's just. You're putting my kids through college and. um... Exactly. It's like they had a business plan. You know, when you're like your projection of your business, it's like we've actually anticipated an extra $12 in this moment. We kind of need that money now. Our shareholders are banking on it. Thank you very much. Dear, I do. So, what did they give it to? Yeah, they were like, to "Oh, them? sorry," and then they just went out and put their bin. I'm like, oh, jeez, oh, sorry. Well, that is honestly one of the weirdest knocks at the door I think you could receive. So, we asked you, "What are some others?" And uh, we got a few people getting in touch, Matthew. Yeah, that's right. Megasaurus fifty three got in touch. Said, "I got asked to do a radio survey questionnaire. I thought it was a scam. I've done. I've, I've had. I did that survey when no, I was a teenager. That is still how they do radio ratings. They come I around. I didn't realize with a that people's jobs were on the line. I was just. <laughs> I was 17 years old. I was like, sure, I'll fill out this form for a supermarket voucher. Yep. And I was just filling in stuff left, right, and center. I was like, I think I'll listen to that. Uh, whatever. Anyways. Um, Podcasting top- now a little bit more accurate. Yeah. Atomic Design. Uh, someone knocked on the door and wanted to borrow a spare liter of milk. Wow. What is this? 1950s <laughs> Midwest America? No randos are just knocking on doors asking for milk. Tanner said five people in one night were wanting to pick up keys to move into our house. They'd all been scammed out of $500. Oh, that's unfortunate. What Someone like put their house up for rent and said, yeah, just come around and pick up the keys later I on. I guess so. That is super weird. Uh, Zoe's in touch with us as well. Zoe, you've got a, a strange knock on the door. What happened? Yeah, so me and my now husband lived in Newtown a couple of years ago and I came home from work and my lovely but adventurous Rottweiler was sitting there sort of staring at me a bit funny when I went into the backyard to see how she was going. And next to her was sitting our next-door neighbor's dead cat. And oh. so then I had to figure out what to do from there. So I waited for my husband, Blake, to get home because he'd be probably the better half for the scenario and carefully wrapped it up and it's very sad oh. and had, as, as that sort of goes. Had the dog and the cat got in a fight and... The cat was the loser or something? Yeah. Well, we're in like a little terrace, so it's got like tiny little backyard, but there's sort of nowhere to escape. And so the cat would kind of just walk around the fence taunting our dog and it's fallen in. And it wasn't a, like, it wasn't nasty, but uh, if a cat jumps into the backyard of a Rottweiler, that's oh, what dog, A dog mauled my cat when oh, I was growing up. That's so that's sad. That's so good. Anyway, Zoe, so what happened? So he gets home goes to the next door neighbor. We know it's it's a little black and white cat, so we think it's definitely theirs. Wraps it up, is crying at the door of our next door neighbor. It's all very sad. He then comes back and we're a bit sort of glum. And then maybe like 10 minutes later, there's another knock at the door and it's the next door neighbor with the cat in her arms thinking, our cat just walked in. So it's a ghost cat. And so this wasn't their cat. And so then poor Blake had to 
then go and do the spiel all over again to another next door neighbour <laughs> and eventually find who the, the winning cat was. Oh, so my God. So he went <laughs> knocking around the neighbourhood holding a dead yeah. cat. <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh, no. I can't believe that there's two of the exact same cat in your street. <laughs> I think this woman, we sort of like weirdly made her night because she had something so horrible happen to her to have it all then taken away. So she was kind of <laughs> awkwardly looking at us, sort of smiling, being like, this is now cat. It's a miracle. That would have been a trip out. She would have been sitting on the couch, like a cat in her lap, bawling. And then the cat walks in. And then the cat walks in, like, whiskers, is that you? Oh, at least it happened in that shorter time frame. If she'd gone out and, like, buried the yes. cats and then the cat walked back in, <laughs> thought, oh, no, zombie yeah. cats. <laughs> oh, okay. But, yeah, it, it ended okay because then when we found the the actual owners, it was... It was all very sad, but because he had sort of dealt with it so nicely and was honest, they ended up coming back to our house the next day with another weird knock at the door and gave us a bottle of wine. What? Because your dog killed their cat, you get <laughs> yeah. wine. I don't know about that, Zoe. That is absolutely cooked. Unless the wine was payback or something, you know, it had some sort of light yeah, poison in it to give knows? you an upset tummy or something. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was an awkward few months until we moved out of there, just sort of avoiding them. How annoyed would you be if you were the ghost cat? Yeah. Watching your owners walk across the street, you'd be like, no, uh, excuse trail. me. Unbelievable. All right, well, thanks so much for the call, Zoe. We'll chat to you later. Thanks, bye. Now, Matt, I witnessed a standoff the other night in the mean streets of Melbourne. I'm thinking the Wild West, okay? Two people looking at each other, hands poised above their hits, none willing to give ground. Pretty scary stuff when you're, you're just trying to head home. What was there? Was there a, a duel? I uh, could well have been a duel. No one got slapped with a glove, did they? <laughs> Well, I think it was pretty close to glove slap territory because it was a situation which baffled me. It baffled the other person involved, so I thought I would get them on the the phone. Incredible Australian comedian David Quirk joins us right now. Hello, David. Hello, gentlemen. How are you both? Oh, good to chat to you, David Quirk. I was thinking about you just the other day when I was watching a little clip that Tony Hawk posted of... um, yeah. I don't know. Who's the skateboarder? He does all that flippy stuff with on the ground. Oh, probably Rodney Mullen, I guess. Yes, that was it. <laughs> I can't believe you knew what I was talking about. No, well, I know, it's, I know far too much about skateboarding. That's my problem. Let's do a little 180 flip from uh, this conversation and talk about Saturday night, midnight, David. You and I yes. had the pleasure of having a beer together, wandering home the same mm. direction, and you were a little we bit were. peckish. Yeah, so I'd had um, probably more than my quota of drinks, which, you know, I, was, I wasn't I was in the best state at that point. I just wanted to go home, you know, mm-hmm. and I thought, well, a quick snack, because we, we were at a wedding, and maybe, maybe it's the vegan in me, just didn't probably eat enough or didn't get enough to eat. Were there enough vegan options at the wedding? Had they catered for you? They certainly had, but... Mm. Um, Probably because, you know, when you the vibes are high, you, uh, eating is not always front of mind, is it? So it's probably my own fault. Right, gotcha. And I thought, oh, you know who does a, a very basic but good little vegan 
faux chicken sandwich is. Am I allowed to say brands? You can say the brands. We're not on the uh, the national broadcaster anymore, so no, you can right. drop as many as you need. They normally are my saving grace, Seven Eleven, but I. Yeah, what time was it? It was probably about midnight, maybe 1am. Well, the great 1 thing about, about that is that they're open 24 hours, famously never closed. That, therein lies the problem, wasn't it? Because I've seen them when the doors are shut or sort of locked indeed when the worker is out the back probably getting stock or something, but they're normally moments away from happily coming out and letting you in. Mm-hmm. And the guy, as you can attest, Alex, came sort of to the back of the shop, looked me in the eye and just sort of gave me a little X with his arms or something. I said, no, <laughs> no can do. <laughs> and I, what did I, I can't remember what I did. I, I just sort of said, no, no, no. I just want to enter your 24 hour store <laughs> and spend my hard earned money. So, yeah. I mean, but, but were they open? I mean, surely are they, were they not just closed for the night? Seven well, Eleven closed. I'm as baffled as anyone. Yeah, has, no, like. Has anyone heard of that happening? <laughs> has anyone, call in, please. <laughs> Uh, I'll give my phone number. Call me. Um, well, I mean, you got you got to just double check. Which one was it? I'm looking at all the uh, 7-Eleven locations in the middle of the city. They all do say open 24 hours. Although one on 263 Burke Street says closes 10.30 p.m. What? Is that the one? No. No, no. I thought 7-Eleven was just, that was their thing. They're open 24 hours a day. I mean, 7-Eleven's called 7-Eleven because it used to be open from 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. Right. So I don't know what all these jokers are doing closing at 10.30 p.m. <laughs> for starters. And second, I don't know why some of them are 24 hours and the others are slacking off. I live about 20 metres from the store that where this occurred. I have gone in there at all hours of the day and evening. Mm-hmm. Was this guy, did he close at 10.30 and was just going to spend the entire night there till, <laughs> till what, 8 in the morning or something? <laughs> So do you think that this is a 24-hour 7-Eleven that you will always go to? Yes, it is. Yep. It is. I've got to, this, this chant is giving, putting me in good mind to go down there now and just quiz them and say <laughs> what right. happened with your employee on well, Saturday night. Do you, want to, do you want to be our roving correspondent now, David? You head downstairs, um, stay yeah. on the phone and wander in and you maybe that. ask the person, is this a 24-hour 7-Eleven? We get to the bottom of this. How long do we have? We have as long as it takes. Well, we're a podcast. We can we could have days if you need, mate. There's no getting out of this. This podcast is 24 hours a day. <laughs> yeah, if you download Online the podcast, it's, you join Matt and I live at that yeah. moment. If you go to All download right. our podcast and me or uh, Alex just say, uh, no, sorry, but do the old arms crossed, no then deal. there's... There's a reason, uh, yeah, there's reason to get angry. All right, well, you head out the door. We'll rejoin you in one or two seconds, David Quirk. Uh, we're moments away from the 7-Eleven where this occurred. Um, okay, I'm at the scene of the crime. It's very busy <laughs> in there. And it, I think it's a different employee. That's yeah, good. That's good. So. We don't want anyone coming up with excuses. Now, you march straight to the front of that line. doesn't matter who's getting served. <laughs> You just walk straight yeah, in right. with intent and purpose and, and just poke your head over and go, excuse me, is this 24 hours? Really quickly. David Quirk with Matt and Alex oh. all day breakfast, thanks. No, there's, there's actually a dude I can talk to. Excuse me, mate. Excuse me, how are you? Just a question. Are you definitely open 24 hours? Oh, is that right? It's open 24 hours. Um, would it ever be closed for a period of time if there's someone out the front and if they're just gesticulating to try and come in? Would that be a normal thing? Yeah. Yeah, you're open 24 hours. That's what I thought. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> wow. Mm. 
Okay. Well, okay. Louis Thoreau, <laughs> move over. This is <laughs> this is journalism. All right. How do we get to the bottom of this? Alex, is he calling us crazy, this guy? I, David is he calling Quirk. us crazy? I'm standing at the front now. so You have blown uh, this case wide open. Because the other thing, if you're waving to the dude, that would also be waving to, to open an automatic door. So you couldn't be standing in the wrong spot. It would have definitely opened. Couldn't have been you, David. Yeah, he looked me in the eye, that gentleman, that night. And uh, that, that, his look has burned into my Maybe mind. Maybe he was saying to you, no vegan sandwiches. <laughs> like, maybe that's what he was putting his hands up. Maybe I'm that much of a regular. Do you think? He, knew, <laughs> he knows. Like, They've got your, I know what that... you're looking for, asshole. That's what he is. <laughs> well, look. Oh, my God. Okay, look, I'm very, I'm very glad that we could somehow get to uh, at least unfold this little, uh, mm. cr- you know, um, crime podcasty style investigation. What we could do, Alex, is since you live close to me, you mm-hmm. could um, come out here on a, do a full, uh, you know, a gorilla sort of expose. We'll come out on Saturday night. We'll yeah. retest the theory where we'll probably get in. No worries. All right, David, this Saturday, we're doing it. In I the have wild. nothing else going on. We've got so, the yeah. lead that it should be. So it should be the same worker on the sh- same shift. We'll camp out the front. We better start at 11, go till 2, and we'll see what happens. No, we want exactly the same time. Well, that's, we're going to stay the whole time, but just watch what happens before and if no, it closes at not. 1. Yeah, no, we will. If, you, if that's how you choose to spend your Saturday night, then I don't even want to do this podcast with you. I need to be with someone who is more, who has a life. Oh, boys, that's very funny. All right. But no, I didn't. It was too busy in there to really push them, but I didn't want to get anyone fired either. So yeah, no, true. of course, of course, it's just something interesting, you know. That one day we'll get to the bottom of it. So maybe, maybe this Saturday. I think to recreate all conditions, which you need to do. Um, I think that we should quickly host a fake wedding all day Nate Saturday. We will need to remarry. <laughs> uh, yes, that's true. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right, right. we'll see. We'll, we'll bring you the results of our uh, experiment next week. There's a lot riding on this. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much, Thanks, David. David. All right, boys, love you. Thank you. New Year, new mind blown. That's right. This is the segment where I attempt to blow yours and Alex Dyson's mind with a fact that I've learned on the interwebs or anywhere else uh, across the week. And Alex Dyson, you know, the internet is a scary place and you can never trust what you see. I know. Well, what have, what verification do you go through to ensure that our listeners are not bombarded with fake news? Look, usually... A single Google does it. (laughs) And look at the top three results. (laughs) Look at the top three results. And if they're from reputable sources and they don't have too many numbers in their URL names, you know, like it's not like if if the URL name is like Mind Live Science Blog Journal 6178, I'm like, "Mm, I don't know if I trust that. Those websites Um, that are just like 12 facts about this and then it's a slideshow with each second slide is an ad for something and it's like, oh. Well, I mean, it's that classic thing where you you see something on Instagram. I think I was watching, uh, I was looking at some 
video on Instagram where, you know, something about this Japanese farmer was wondering what was eating all its crops. And then it, he found some gigantic axolotl. <laughs> and this thing's huge. It's like the size of him and he's holding it up and it just looks like Grimace from the, you know, <laughs> Ronald McDonald and the Hamburglar style things. It's a big monster. And I was like, what? First of all, was I was it like, his what emotional the hell is support an axolotl? axolotl? <laughs> yeah. I, asked, I was like, what is an axolotl? Anyways. So then I started Googling. Turns out axolotls never get that big at all. Right. They grow maybe to a, a couple of feet. And if, if you want to know what an axolotl, axolotl is, basically it's a salamander, right? Like some sort of walking fish. It's only found mm. in one lake in Mexico. My friend had a pet axolotl growing up. Are you sure? Yeah. Oh, here it says trendy pets are dangerous for ecosystems. Well, there you go. Um, but anyways, and they never. The 90s were a wild time, man. The, do you know the interesting? <laughs> <laughs> it was. Yeah. Don't even get me started on the ivory bed that he was sleeping <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I told him, so... get rid of those tusks, mate. <laughs> So, I mean, like, an axolotl in itself is actually just an, a salamander that never goes through puberty. Oh. Lives its whole well, adult life as a, in its pre-pubescent state. <laughs> Thank you, Matt so, <laughs> Oh, yeah? Real mature. I'm ma, I'm telling on you. Um, then I was like, oh, none of this is real. I mean, I mean, all this, those facts are real, but none of the, the, the big gigantic axolotl was real. Yep. And then I kept scrolling, and then I saw a video of a moose shedding its antlers. <laughs> Did you know moose can shed their antlers? The, the felt, I know on, you know, some deer and moose, the felt on their antlers, like, falls off and they rub it against trees to make it come off. No, they just shed their whole antlers. The whole thing drops off. Yes, I didn't know that. They do them once a year. They grow new antlers every year. <laughs> That's why I think it's mind-blowing. Mind blown. <laughs> why, how do they fall off? Do they just get told a fact from Matt O'Kine and their mind They're... goes, <laughs> and their antlers <laughs> shoot off? It's... Okay, so this is what happens. They're so right? big. No, they can't fall off every year because they're so big. There's no way an antler grows that quickly in a year. I'm, I'm telling you, that's what happens. Typically, uh, they shed their antlers annually. The process can take hours, even days. Both antlers dropping at the exact same time is incredibly unusual. But there's videos of it. This moment, you see this moose, just suddenly it stops. And it literally, it's like someone's pressed a button on its side and it's just ejected them like two <laughs> Nintendo 64 cartridges. Like it just goes, ajunk, onto the ground. So they both fell off at once, which... They caught that on video, even though it's really rare. Yes. All right, you got to send through that video. I, I don't know about that. <laughs> By springtime, antler bones start to grow again. And they get and to as, that big. And as males age, their antlers grow bigger every year. So it's year. like fingernails for us. Yes. But it takes a year. They get big. Someone joked, bro just dropped off free dog treats. <laughs> um, so another commenter said, dude just hit the eject button like on an electric hand mixer. <laughs> That's what it looks like. It's literally like that. The two, <laughs> the Mom, the two spinning. Can blades. we lick the antler bones? <laughs> oh god! All right. Well, got a mind blown, but we also love getting your mind blowns, of course. So send them through and do it in a voice memo. Matt and Alex. This week's mind blown comes 
from Carly. Hi, Matt and Alex. Prepare to get your minds blown about one of my favorite animals, the sea cucumber. Not only can they expel their intestines out of their body to capture prey, they can also partially liquefy themselves and reform their body to escape prey. So is a sea cucumber basically the Alex Mack of underwater (laughs) entities? I thought sea cucumbers were actual vegetables. I didn't realize they were animals. (laughs) Well, that's a misleading shape. That's a misleading name, isn't it? They should be calling themselves sea slugs or something, not sea cucumbers. I think there are sea slugs that look more like a slug, and these sea cucumbers look more like a cucumber. Tell you what, I've had some cucumbers in the bottom of my fridge that have liquefied and <laughs> reformed after a while. <laughs> my, oh my. Always you, think I'm going to use them. And you ate one of them and it expelled your intestines. <laughs> and so, okay, well, I mean, like, I thought axolotls were pretty impressive because they can, if they get like a damaged limb mm. and parts of their heart, lungs, yep. everything, they grow back. Perfectly. That's incredible. Like exact size, same size, same shape. So they've been studied a lot. But I didn't realize that sea cucumbers could liquefy. That's pretty good. Thank you very much. Reform their body. Carly, wow. for that one. Send your own through matt.and.alex. And who knows, next week you could be blowing the nation's minds with something um, something factual, something scientific. Yeah, that's right. You can always keep in touch with us at matt.and.alex. So please hit us up on Instagram and uh, let us know any facts you got or just any stories that might relate to anything you've heard today. Because it could end up on the show or even in Mailbag, which will be happening tomorrow. As always, we will catch you later. See you tomorrow. Same time, same place. Bye-bye. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex.